Welcome to Wellness in Wonder for another episode number 19. Our topic today is mo modern spiritual innovation, technological evolution that today is connected not only to our lives and our future, but today's technology is really the extension of ourselves uh, and the tool with which we can create and also educate us if uh, followed by a mindful approach to it. It has never been easier to create as it is today, thanks to the advanced technology, but also thanks to the rediscovery of spirituality and the psychological awakening that we are now able to meet the two of them together. Many tech projects give us the possibility to go faster and consequently to focus more on ourselves and also on discovering ourselves. It is always a matter of mindset and approach to the tools we have. It's very easy to be different, but very difficult to be better. So today I will be interviewing the amazing Patrick Walker, an example for many of us, his motto is free your mind and fulfill your mind. Hello, Patrick. Welcome Hi. to Wellness and Wonder. Great to see you. So nice to see you. Yeah, my pleasure. So I'm very happy you're here with us today. Please tell us a bit, of course, about your past. Who is Patrick Walker? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, I've been I've been working for a very long time in um, you know with technology and storytelling. Uh, originally as a content creator, as a TV director and producer. Uh, in Japan, doing educational TV and documentaries. Um, and as a foreign news journalist for the BBC, I spent many years covering some pretty, uh, some hot spots and some complex stories in, in, in uh, Southeast Asia in particular. Wow. And um, I was also fascinated at the same time with technology. How do you use technology to tell stories? How do you use technology to, to get information out and accurate information out from from places that might be difficult to report from, um, you know, how do we how do we find ways to empower people as well to to share their stories? And I've been very fortunate, you know, since that beginning, working as a journalist and as a TV producer, to, to then be part of you know the evolution of some pretty major you know global tech platforms that really helped accelerate people's ability to express themselves. Um, after leaving news, I came to London, and I was you know the first foreign employee of, of YouTube just before uh, yes. Google acquired it and was involved in helping expand YouTube you know, to over 70 countries around the world. Uh, and that was an amazing time uh, because it was really about the breaking down of the barriers for, for you know, any person in the world to really you know, have a voice and express themselves instantaneously through video. Um, and that was an exciting moment. Um, we had a lot of pushback from the traditional media industry. <laughs> I can imagine. Thought this was the end of TV and you know there were a lot of lawsuits and complex complications but I had a wonderful time working with an amazing team to really help scale YouTube at the time when it was really just the darling of, of, of the users out there who were excited to, to share. Um, it is I, amazing Patrick. So you've been working toward the community while also building the community around you to work for these projects because right. teamwork is everything. Teamwork's everything. Yeah. And we were, you know, really trying to empower people in, you know, countries all over the world, you know, to use the, the tools at YouTube and also to create an opportunity to build a business, to, to create revenue, to, for the first time, be able to really work and build an audience that they could monetize and, you know, leave their other jobs in many cases to become an influencer or a new type of, you know, independent journalist or broadcaster. And there's so many examples, even brands that you see today that have become sort of the establishment like Vice, you know, they began as little channels on YouTube yeah. uh, with very small audiences that over time, you know, use that 
international growth on on social platforms to become you know such a major media um, conglomerate today. Um, so that was exciting. It was fun. I also spent a number of years at, at Facebook and Instagram, yes. in addition to, to some startups. Um, and there again, you know, helping media organizations and influencers and public figures, you know, develop their brand on social platforms and build their audiences. Um, and the first there... sentence that was impressed in my mind when I was, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, checking again your amazing works was uh, infinite ideas and possibilities are waiting to be set free. Would you yeah. say, Patrick, so you are a creator, but also an influencer because uh, you create something for the community and then it evolves even more. So what would you say as a creator, um, where does it come all this creativity you have, all this strength? <laughs> oh, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I, I express it in different ways. Um, I tend to find ideas and, and ways to express that creativity through, through new products, through new services and in relationships. You know, there's a lot of magic that can happen when you're building uh, meaningful relationships across the industry and you're building bridges between um, people that in the past wouldn't have necessarily worked together. That could be, you know, advertisers with influencers. That could be, you know, technology companies with, with um, media companies that would have never imagined doing a deal with a YouTube or a Facebook who saw them actually as, as the enemy, you know, brokering deals between the music industry and artists with the big social platforms to help them really, you know, blow up their audiences and create new sources of, of revenue. That's on one side. Yes. Um, and then I, you know, I try and find ways to express that creativity on a, on a more personal level, oftentimes just, you know, playing with my kids <laughs> and helping Absolutely. them express their creativity themselves. Absolutely. And, uh, um, of course, now, uh, after having heard your beautiful story, we want to talk about this amazing startup that you're building, that you, that you build already, it is called Uptime. So um, I find it so magical, Patrick, I think it's so useful because we can use tech, as we said, as an extension of ourselves, not the opposite way, not to destroy ourselves. So we can actually learn so many things using this app. Do you want to say, do you want to talk about the strategy you used uh, before creating this project? Sure. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was at YouTube, I was at Facebook, actually, you know, during some very difficult years for the company, they were very much under attack uh, for issues around privacy, fake news, um, Cambridge Analytica, you know, and they were doing some great things. And I believed in what they were doing, but I started to feel a bit of a, a disconnect in many ways with my own purpose. And, you know, we built a great team and they were doing, you know, well, and I enjoyed my three years there, but I just felt personally Maybe there's something more I can do that can inspire people to learn and thrive and spend less time on social platforms, actually. Yes. Like, you know, these things have an incredible ability to connect people. You know, you know, we all use it for staying in touch with people that otherwise we might not have otherwise or yeah. you know, building and following, building different communities. But there was also a, a building negative side and criticism of these big platforms that were too addictive. And, you know, we were mindlessly scrolling when we were sitting in front of our loved ones and we were paying less attention to nature and you know all these things sort of come with the territory and i wanted to on a personal level disconnect a little bit with the technology and spend more time in nature with my wife and my and my family and my friends and you know yes. we've done a lot of that and and then on a professional level i wanted to use everything i learned to build a product that could be used for short amounts of time to help people feel better about themselves and to feel more empowered and that's where the idea behind uptime was born um i really wanted to to, to work with great people um, and i love the name patrick uptime immediately suggests me like uh, increase your time make it better so actually it's yeah. an amazing name it pushes you to to be curious about it yeah 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We were bouncing different ideas around and, you know, my co-founders and I were, were, were talking about what, you know, what would success look like? And, you know, everywhere I'd worked until that point, at least with the tech companies, they measured their success based on watch time and dwell time and, you know, view time and, and basically capturing people more and more people's attention. And we wanted people to feel good about their experience, even if what they did was for a short amount of time. So how do we help people maximize their downtime in such a way that they feel up, they feel good about themselves. And that's where the name came from. We wanted uptime to be about yes. short, sharp bursts of inspiration so they can put down their phone and go live their life. And that's how we came up with the idea. And, uh, and also we wanted people to, you know, we wanted to hire a team that really cared a lot about the future of technology. We wanted to build a tech for good platform. You know, we, we put the word care at the center of everything we do, care for oneself, and care for fresh. others and care for the world. Um, and then around that, we build a meaningful product, but we also have very, you know, tight, you know, financial discipline. And we care a lot about scalability. We care a lot about profitability. We care a lot about building a product that, that isn't um, going to be short-lived, that will have a long future based on very, very good business practices at the same time. And that's not easy to, to constantly do that. But I think it's important, you know, for, for everyone to think in some particular, in you know, some way, how can I both do good business and also do good for society? And we're making an attempt at that with uptime. Absolutely. Also, because uh, uh, under a psychological aspect, uh, if we are addicted to something, there is no point to avoid our addiction. We can replace it with something better. Since yeah. technology is the future, and it really is, and it's also the extension, as we said, of ourselves. So we must get comfortable to it. We must use it. But which kind of addiction? Which kind of addiction are we talking about? So that's a good addiction. So falling into these beautiful platforms that can teach us something. So there is nothing better on being in front of your phone if you're using the tool in a useful way. Correct. Correct. Yeah, we wanted to build something that, you know, there was no use case where you would use uptime for five minutes a day and it would be bad for you because yeah. you're yeah. arcing your mind into something meaningful. So just, just to explain what the product is, it's, it's basically what we call it's a knowledge hacking app. We like to hack knowledge and yeah. do it in a very efficient way and present it in a, in a fun and interesting way so that you can basically get the essence and the key insights from the world's best books, courses, and documentaries wow. in five minutes. And so we've developed this sort of combination of machine learning and human curation to develop these sort of you know, carefully crafted five-minute visual stories that you can access on your app. Some people you know, kind of laugh, and, and, and it's like a combination of, in the US, you might say, uh, you know, Cliff Notes meets Instagram or Spark Notes, you know, <laughs> yep. but they're more than just summaries. They're really, what I say is distilled knowledge. We're, it's like an exec summary. It's like saying, if you have five minutes of your time to really get the essence of what Sapiens was about, or this top documentary on Netflix, or you want to really know whether this course is worth buying, but you want to just really have the top three takeaways, then we provide all that. Yes. So basically, yes, it's about curiosity. Curiosity, as we know, is knowledge. So Amazing. How do you find these? Um, how do you find uh, all these uh, material, Patrick? How do you select all the material that then is going to be implemented in the platform? Quotes, um, documentaries. Uh, who is yeah. Well, we use you know we use this this uh, technology um, yeah. kind of combined with some human curators to go out and and you know what are the hottest books, courses, and documentaries? What are people talking about? What's relevant right now? What yeah. are the most reputable, you know, the, the best sellers, the, the, the number one okay, thing that everybody's talking about. And that's in all these different categories from, you know, technology and nature to personal growth, to spirituality. In all these categories, we have people looking 
and a technology to say, okay, these are the next 100 things we should hack. And then we have this team that, that, that works to do that very quickly and efficiently. And then we put it out instantaneously around the world. We probably do about 50 new hacks per week. Wow. And we already have over 1700 hacks on the platform and we're wow. adding, you know, several hundred more per, per month. So it's growing very quickly. Um, we just announced a hundred thousand users in our first hundred days, which is great. Amazing. Yeah. So it's growing quickly and yeah. we're really lucky that Apple and, and Android have really embraced it as well. They're promoting it a lot as one of the hot apps, you know, you should have right now, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Patrick, uh, regarding all these strategies we've been talking about, about what uh, do you think about Zang strategic uh, marketing? Would you say that uh, it is a good model uh, to follow for new startups or would you say that Chinese market, it's um, something completely different? Which, which market is that? Um, the uh, Zang, Zang from Alibaba is created this uh, huge strategic marketing uh, behind uh, his company. Would you say it's an example uh, for people that want to build startups? I'm not so familiar with that, actually. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? So basically, um, you know, all these problems that are happening uh, because of uh, Alibaba, I mean, because of uh, it's becoming so powerful that, of course, many people don't agree with that. Yeah. So it's creating many, many problems. But of course, at the same time, I mean, it's, uh, it's powerful because it's been built because of the need the community had uh, behind for this uh, um, platform. So it created something that the community really needed. So yeah. as soon as we create something that people need, maybe that can be an amazing strategic, yeah. strategic it's gonna have success. Would you believe yeah. so? Yeah, no, I think you definitely want to build something that has great utility for people. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you want to build things that people like, right? You want to build things that, that are attractive. It's not like Netflix goes out and says, let's make a, a show that people don't like because we don't want them to watch TV. No, it's their job to make something very attractive yeah. and compelling. I think the problem be, is yeah. where you then start to use techniques to have people engage so much that it kind of works against their best interest. And we're starting to see this already with some of the big social platforms is, you know, they're so well done. They're so addictive. They are so well targeted to you. This is where it gets to another level. They can target you so well based on all the data they have that you just don't even realize an hour has gone by because they keep putting stuff in your face that's compelling. The problem is when, when whatever that is, whatever that use case is, if it's not in itself a wholesome experience, if it's giving you ideas or things that perhaps are even damaging or counter to what makes a healthy society, then you've got a problem, right? Or if you spend so much time on, in your app world that you, that you start to you know, care less about people around you, this is a problem. And so combination of, you, know, you can't expect all the tech companies to self-regulate so people don't use their products as much, but I think there needs to be a lot more education and, and, and understanding and particularly parental involvement to get people when they're young to not become so easily and quickly you know, connected to technology in a way that you know, gives up some of the finer parts of life, which include human contact and nature. Absolutely. Thank you for your amazing words, Patrick. I really love what you said. Mm. And uh, yeah, regarding this, uh, Patrick, what do you think? If we everything we do works, then we are not taking many risks and mm. probably aren't innovating either. So mm. how many risks do you think uh, people have been going through during these journeys? How many risks, for example, um, have you been taking along this journey? We take risks every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, to build something new, you have to take risks. You have to build something that is 
that, well, I mean, if you want to do well, you got to build something that people understand, but at the same time is disruptive, you know, a challenge brand that's going to build better on top of something people might have an experience with, but maybe they didn't even know that there's something better. But if you have an idea, you have to go out and try it and, and, and you have to be pretty aggressive and high risk in, in a startup situation because you're, you're gathering funds, you're building a team, people are giving up jobs elsewhere to come work with you and for you. There's a lot of personal risk involved. But if you've got a vision and an idea, you've got to just go give it a try. Um, and one of the biggest uh, challenges and opportunities is, is, is knowing when to change course. Because sometimes, and I've seen this before in my startup experience with others, an idea is a great idea perhaps, but when you start to get the data back as to whether it's working or not, yeah. if the data isn't agreeing with your vision in terms of what you, your expectations at least, you have to change course quickly, right? And so taking risks is fine, but having the, the wherewithal and the ability to, to, to adjust and, and, and make changes quickly is, is, is equally important because risks, risks are only as good as your ability to, to learn and adjust to mitigate the risk more and more over time, right? Yes. Um, you know, so a calculated risk uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a, you know, the job of, of, of my, my team is yeah. to remove as much risk as we can as quickly as possible by testing, 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 and moving in the direction that both fulfills our mission and fulfills our business objectives. Um, but if we don't fail quickly as well, you're never going to grow the business that you need. Yes, Patrick. Yes. So would you say that we should focus the 80% on the problem and the 20% on the solution? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we look at what are the pain points? What are you trying to solve for? Right. And I think it's important you keep your, your, you know, your users uh, in mind when you, you know, you're building a product to solve some sort of problem, not to, to achieve necessarily just your, your business goals. If your business goals don't map to the user problem, then you're not going to win. And so we're looking carefully at what are the objectives of people out there? What are the challenges that they have? What are the pain yeah. points that we can solve for? So much stuff. philosophy behind every project, would you say? Yeah. In fact, Patrick, I would love to talk with you uh, as I know you are very spiritual, not only a businessman and a father. So would you say, let's talk about the spiritual awakening that each of us can have before start starting a new project, how important it is to be open-hearted, open-minded while we do this, uh, um, yeah. while we build something big. It's not only about success, money, teamwork. It's also about our inner peace and our inner strength. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I thought a lot about. Like I mentioned before, I was starting to feel a bit of a disconnect personally. I suppose you could even say spiritually with you know what I was doing for the big tech companies and what maybe my purpose should be. And it's terribly inconvenient when you get that calling, you know? <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot easier just to stick with the status quo, take the paycheck, you know, and it's like, you know, you can't complain about, you know, the, the people, the benefits of working for, you know, something that is comfortable. Yes. But when you have this inner calling to say, you know what, and you, wherever you get this from, through meditation, through interactions, or just reading the tea leaves and the signals out there, sometimes you just know your time is up in whatever enterprise you're doing. It's the same thing perhaps for a relationship. Sometimes you have this inner voice just saying, either you need to find a way to adjust it so it's fulfilling every day, or you got to move on. Otherwise, your soul will slightly, you know, decrease, <laughs> start to get a little bruised yeah. and a little less vibrant over time, right? And we all go through this. So, you know, I, I, I personally throughout my whole career 
about every three years, I have this sort of moment where I'm like, am I learning? Am I contributing? Am I making an impact that's positive in the world? And if I don't feel the answer to that is yes, 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 then I just in, inevitably I start to, to look around. And I started to feel that very strongly again when I was at Facebook. And not and I and I also felt like I'd contributed and achieved something, but I just yes. felt my my personal mission has to be now at this time in my life linked to inspiring people to learn and and to connect with knowledge. And I and this is just like going through my head over and over. I need to find a way to use all my skills to connect people with knowledge so that they can learn how to be relevant and thrive in a world that's changing very quickly. How can we do that? You know, how can I be part of that story? And the way in which that manifests is an open question, but at least I knew that was what I needed to do. I had this, you know, like a bit of an epiphany, I suppose. Yes. You could, yeah. And I'm just like, I need to go do this. So then it was a question over a year of like, okay, now how do I do this? And once, what was interesting is once I actually surrendered to the, to, to the inevitability of me doing this, doors started to open. As soon yeah. as I committed internally, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. No matter what, I'm doing something like this. Then all of a sudden connections started to appear and introductions started to be made. And I met people, just incredible serendipitous meetings, like with my co-founders where I just met somebody I'd never met before from one day to the next, we become mm -hmm. co-founders essentially. And That's we amazing. commit to work together or you, know, you find people to hire or you get some sort of support you know, from something you wouldn't have expected just because you've really committed to a path that you feel aligned with. When this happens, you know, magic does tend to occur, which is, which is great. Um, also big problems can befall you, but at least at minimum, if you feel you're on the right path, then the problems don't feel as big as problems as otherwise they would. Absolutely. In this case, your actions were aligned with your intentions. So everything was yes. falling in the right place. Yeah. So people shouldn't be scared. That's why, Patrick, I truly believe you're an example because you're so impressive. How many projects you have been working on with such a, a beautiful mind mindset and a, a free mindset also. You, you always say you feel free even though you are very busy. Why? Because you love what you do and you're doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And then always sort of trying to, within that, you know, when I get really passionate about something, I can also commit lots of time and energy to it. And then I... And then I have to realize as well that actually I need to equally commit that at home, you know, and, yeah. and for myself. And I guess one big revelation as well, earlier on in my career, I would throw everything at my work and that would oftentimes be at the expense of my relationships, you know, or time with my family. Yes. And so I've also learned now later in life um, that, you know, you can actually do both. You can actually really commit and, and, and do something innovative and adventurous and even risky and you can design it in such a way, and this has a lot to do with who you choose to work with, uh, that you can also really, you know, make uh, family come first and, and, and create a dynamic where uh, you can be there to, to, to do the pickup or drop off of your kids on a regular basis. You can be there in the evenings for them. Um, you can compartmentalize that work and turn off your phone. And it's a constant struggle. You know, I constantly struggle with that, but it's like, it's very intentional now where I'm a lot more mindful of being present with my family and my kids and my friends when I'm not working. Yes. Um, and that's something that I had to learn. I think the other thing I would say is, I, and you touched on this before, to, in order to achieve something of purpose, I think big yes. in the world, through your work, I think you have to also go internal, right? I think the internal journey is, is equally important. Um, and if you don't do that work personally to um, evolve yourself in terms of, you know, your, how to um, be more grounded, yes. how to be more healthy, yeah. you know, 
not overdo it, but at least commit to some sort of path of, of personal growth, then- we can listen to others, if we can listen to ourselves at the same yeah. time. How can, how can you, as a powerful person, listen to the community if, you, if you're not able to listen to your inner voice? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and the more that I kind of committed to my own personal practice, whether that be meditation or, you know, other practices, the more I also found that the, the you know, that had, that was aligned with the growth potential of my, of my work. I was more able to focus. Um, so we talk about that a lot in our company, particularly in the early days is, you know, we can't really expect to achieve great things to inspire people if we don't find ways to inspire ourselves and commit to our own personal growth. And then the company is, is a manifestation of, of that. Yes, it's a manifestation. It's the result of all these things together. It's the yeah. explosion. Yes, it's amazing. So um, what I really love of um, what you just said was something regarding the commitment. So because the people really misread the, mis the, the meaning of commitment, Patrick, you said something very, very special. A commitment is something that aligns you even better with your path. Doesn't have to be something that you do uh, feeling not to do it. People see the commitment as something that they must do, otherwise something will go wrong. No, a commitment is something that you want to do and you make it happen, of course, with consistency. Correct. Right. That's absolutely right. You know, I think, you know, you want to be an active, positive participant in your commitments. Yes. It also means you need to be hopefully over time with the right partner and in the right job and in the right environment so that these commitments are meant to empower and, 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 and strengthen the, the impact of, of what you're doing. I think making a commitment to something that you know in your heart is not the right path for you is can be very damaging. But once you feel like, okay, this is the way I want to go, or this is how I want to really uh, develop something of meaning, whether that be personal or professional, the commitment is essential because consistently showing up with the right attitude in the right mind space and, and, and making sure even on the hard days, you're still committing to, to the long-term goal, then, you know, you're not going to have a lot of success. I think, um, you know, this is, one of the problems is we have short attention spans, you know, we're easily distracted. Um, so kind of making sure you're able to sort of project forward what your long-term goal is and, and stay committed to that is, 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 is critical. Absolutely. Thank you, Patrick. And uh, what about this uh, uptime uh, project? Do you think it's gonna evolve even more? Are you working on something um, after this? Uh, what's your plan about this? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm really committed to yes. focusing on, on what we're doing here. We have an objective, you know, to really, you know, over time, you know, impact a billion people positively. We want, we want to really inspire people to learn. We want to connect people with knowledge. And so this is going to take several years. Um, yes. You know, we have other, other projects that I'm, I'm excited about. I'm working on my wife and I spend quite a lot of time up oh, in wow. Scotland. You know, secret. okay, we cannot say it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I mean, these are these are not work related. They're more ah, kind of personal projects yes, beautiful. that are are more to do with just spending more time in nature, or you know, you know, having a list of things that we want to do when we travel, or yeah. you know, physical and 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 you know, spiritual growth projects that 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 we do and that we work on. You know, these are things that are that are as important. And I'm, you know, I think it's important to. To free your mind, to be able to, to recreate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also be open to the possibility of, of, of uh, wonder always, you know. Um, but you have to put yourself in this position. 
Um, you know, we, we, we made a point of going up and spending a lot more time in Scotland in the last couple of years because we have, you know, no internet connection. We're out in nature constantly where it's deep, wild nature. And, you know, this has been an important part for both my wife and myself. She's a, an herbalist, a naturopath. And so, you know, she actually keeps me grounded a lot as somebody who works in, in high tech, you know, she's like, yes, you know, she's amazing. Yes. Connected to the earth, <laughs> connected to the power of, of nature. And, and that's been a wonderful uh, awakening for me as well to, to learn through her and learn, you know, from nature, how also to, to, to live a more sustainable life. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's in fact say to our guest that it's important to be uh, surrounded by mindful silence to be able to, to free our mind and to fulfill our mind with the right informations and process and the right people and, and the, the right, right people, people. And i think as we as we evolve as we go through life um you know making the right choices may also include letting go of certain things or letting go of what is that or just you know investing less time with with people and things that just weren't as fulfilling as they as they might be and and um and that's okay it's okay. You know, that's okay. Uh, and, uh, but surround yourself with, with great energy, you know, people that inspire you and, you know, and you'll find new connections opening up all the time. Patrick, can you tell me uh, one of the biggest person for you that uh, is, uh, inspire you, inspires you? <laughs> person that inspires me. Well, my wife, my wife is one of them wow. as I mentioned, because of the, because I'm of the, na the nature, the nature. I mean, she just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yes, yes, she is. Very, very different um, approach to life and living, but you know, but we really work together well. And yeah. as I mentioned, she brings this aspect of, of appreciation of an understanding of nature that I that I always sort of felt, but I never really understood. So that's okay. great. Um, on yeah, a broader level, connection. yeah, yeah, and on a, and and also to be together on a on a path of learning, you know, with your partner, I think it's really inspirational. Otherwise, I'm inspired by my co-founders, you know, Jamie and Jack. These guys are incredibly talented, thoughtful, you know, trustworthy guys that I, I learn a lot from every day in terms of how to build a business from scratch. They've made six businesses, seven businesses, successful businesses. So I'm learning a lot from them. Um, That's beautiful that you are inspired by, pe by people around you and you don't have this ideal of someone that uh, actually maybe doesn't exist anymore. It's nice uh, to hear that you get inspired from what's around you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm inspired by a lot of people around me, but I also have, you know, if you like the pantheon of, of people I've learned from, from yeah. books, you know, whether that be, you know, an Alan Watts. And Alan Watts, oh my God. Or um, Joseph Campbell, you know, yeah. he's, you know, the most incredible, he's not with us anymore, but he was a big influence in me in understanding and deep study of comparative mythology and following your bliss. Um, you know, some of the, some of the ancients, you know, Marcus Aurelius, um, wow. you know, meditations, you know, so I'm, I'm constantly reading and discovering and rediscovering a lot of thoughts that actually, you know, even if you reread something these days, you, you, you can, because you have evolved, you're learning yes. new things from things that you've even encountered in the past. And, and okay. a lot of uh, great, you know, old ideas are making new meaning for me, um, which is wonderful. And then the other thing is I'm actually, I'm learning a lot from my kids. You know, they're teaching me every day. I've got four kids. I've got a 22 year old who's just wow. from university. I've got a 20, 20 year old. He's also in London. I've got a five year old boy and a four year old girl. And each one's completely different. Each one has their own character, their own likes, dislikes. 
their own way of communicating. And it's taught me how to, and then constantly learning how to listen better, how to, uh, you know, kind of hear um, their needs and understand how I can be a better person through my interaction with them. And they help make me a lot better, you know? So oh, they're teaching me constantly, yeah. They, yes, they can teach us. I mean, I don't have children, but I suppose they teach us a lot about being empathetic because they cannot understand us as their children and they don't have developed this maturity yet, but we have to understand them. So for the first time, it's not about us in the first place. It's about them through us. Yeah, exactly. And, and every day, you know, you have yeah. choices to make like, okay, am I going to, how am I going to react to this? Because every day there's chaos with chaos. <laughs> Every day there's some challenge, you know, and it's like every day it, yeah. it, it, it's an opportunity for you to make a decision as to whether you want to go the path of frustration, anger, or go the path of, okay, listen, stay cool, keep it loving. You know, it's like, you know, as a parent, you know, you're constantly challenged every day. And sometimes you, 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 you don't do what you feel always is, you know, to be the right thing, just because it's, it, everything's moving very quickly. But over time, you know, you, 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 you learn how to be, or at least, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to be as, uh, as attentive as I can to their needs. And the more you are, the more you see them flower and the more you learn from them as well. It's incredible. Yes. Having a family, a family that work together and they make things happen together. It's beautiful and magical. Thank yeah. you, Patrick, for talking about this. Sure. Um, so, uh, well, let's say a final statement. Of course, Patrick, I would love to interview again if you're going to have news about your projects. I believe we have, I, I love interviewing people that share amazing messages to the world. As you know, I love working for the community too. So, but regarding this session, would you have anything to say regarding these uh, um, powerful things we have just said? A statement you want to tell people about this? Huh. You can think, we can think about it in a second. Yeah, that's a good it's a good question. Well, um, well, I'm really pleased to have the chance to speak with you. You've made a lot of thoughts come up. Um, Thank you. And, you know, I hope that uh, you know your you know I'm, I'm glad your audience has, has a chance to to hear our dialogue. If there's anything in particular that they have more questions on, I'm happy to answer any any yes, more questions. Contact Patrick. Uh, but I guess the you know the biggest the biggest theme really is just about you know constantly being humble. Uh, and accepting of the possibility that your life, you know, will and probably should change constantly as you as you progress, and you know, being open and being attentive to the signals that that let you know when it's time to make a change and make a move is is really important, because sometimes you know years can pass where you just become a little too stagnant, you little become too demotivated or kind of lack that drive and it can catch you by surprise where you realize you're sort of living in automatic mode and so you know I think it's really important that you find a personal practice and a professional uh, environment in which you're constantly challenged that you you know accept and recognize how much you don't know and at the end of the day as well you know just be really kind to people um, and and surround yourself with people who are of good, you know, good spirit and good energy, because, you know, that, that creates an environment to live and work that can be extremely fulfilling, irregardless of whether that would be an external, you know, validation of what success is, you know. Um, Absolutely. So for me, it's a constant process. It's a constant journey. I'm really thrilled to, uh, to be on this path and, you know, constantly evolve. I hope we make a big impact with uptime, but, you know, if it's not this one, it'll be something else, but I'm pretty sure, I think we're onto something really good here. Yes. <laughs> and I love your feedback as well. Oh, Patrick, I, I'm gonna use it so much just because uh, what I was, was lacking 
in this uh, along these apps uh, was this uh, something that uh, you know brings you to uh, add your curiosity and knowledge, not the opposite. And regarding what you just said, in fact, uh, as Patrick said, the entrepreneurs that really make it are the ones that start with an idea, but are ready to change it at any moment's notice. Adaptation and curiosity are the keywords for uh, the beginning of any project. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, Patrick. And I can't wait to interview again. Yes, of course. And I'm going to remind our guests that they can check all our episodes on www.wellnessandwonder.co.uk. We will see you soon for another episode. Patrick, thank you again. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.